why mankind does not understand what evil is or what to do about it. Narrator Phil Richmond There are two forms of good. Philosophers do not understand this. If philosophers do not understand the bifurcated nature of good, how can the common man understand evil? It does not take much research to demonstrate how little evil is understood. We can gather this from depictions of evil in movies, stories, and paintings. Evil is culturally viewed as a satanic figure. The particular image may vary, but we do not need to describe what Satan looks like. Describing Satan is as redundant as describing what Santa looks like. We have no need to paint pictures of Santa. The image of both Santa and Satan are burned into the mind's eye. Evil does not look like Satan, however. Satan does not look like the pictures we see of him. People like to caricature pedophiles as unshaven, dirty hobos with missing teeth. Pedophiles are more likely to look like smiling Uncle Joe, the kind gentleman who is always there when we need help. When Satan comes to visit us it is with a smile. Evil meets us with a pleasant demeanor and the assurance that whoever he is, he can help. Those who are evil transform into fiends, but they do not start out this way. It is a process. But what we need to understand is the dual nature of good and evil. There are two kinds of help that can and is offered. These two forms are aligned with the feminine and the masculine identities. Masculine and feminine persons help in categorically different ways. One form is normal to women and the other is normal to men. Satan has done his best to discredit this division. Why this is so and why it is an important tool in his strategy to defeat mankind will be explained later. The feminine good is emotional. Women care about other people more than they care about fairness, ethical rules, reciprocity, or making income. Income and remuneration is important to females, but they are of secondary importance. Females care about how they feel. Women look after other people and get paid, but they look after other people even when they do not get paid. Payment is important to females, but not so important it is the deciding factor in whether they are helpful or not. Females are empathetic. They feel the pain other people feel. They are capable of identifying with the pain of other people to a greater degree than males are. What is vital to understand here is to understand the nature of evil and how it works. When women help others, they invest themselves. A woman's compassion is hands-on. She cooks, cleans, nurses, teaches, commiserates, listens, spends time, and cries real tears. Women do not extend help once removed in the way men often do. Both contribute money to good causes, but it is more likely to be women who offer their time, rather than money, if the option exists. Men are analytical. Men are logical. 
This does not just mean we do things in ways that are not driven by emotion, we do things in ways that are calculated. It is often remarked that men are far more purpose-driven, single-minded, and goal-orientated than women. This is because to be calculating we need to quantify inputs and outputs. We need to understand consequences and costs and outcomes in a way that females do not or do less frequently. In a single word, we need to be accountable. Men, far more than women, desire to be held to account. Emotion requires a female be aware of the needs of others. Men and women are unselfish. Women are more giving of themselves. Men give of their time but less of themselves. We do not invest ourselves in the lives of other people so much as their activities. Because females invest themselves in others, the kind of cost-slash-benefit analysis that men do are rejected. Men are less willing to invest time with others if it does not have a measurable benefit. This poses a dilemma for men when they find themselves in a feminized environment. Men need hard data to operate, whereas emotions are soft as regards the information carried. To engage in analytical activity, we need accountability. If we are to act in an analytical way, we need to be accountable for the costs we create. But accountability is not self-directed or self-defined. Emotion is its own standard of value. The woman who feels compassion for others is validated by how she feels. The man who claims he is acting rationally must expose himself to the evaluation of others. This is another problem with trying to put men and women on the same level and in the same environment. A woman put under the brutal glare of peer review is likely to find this a difficult experience. A man is energized by the challenge. The more he is faulted by others, the harder he works to overcome the negative evaluation. Women need positive affirmation. Men need honesty, at times it has to be brutal honesty. To be held accountable, men need an account. If there is no quantity to impact, there is no serious way to hold a person accountable for what they do or have done. Penalization requires a quantitative response. So does the provision of rewards. This is why accountability requires a quantity that varies with the status of the subject. This is why men like sports and why sports is buried under piles of statistics. Each player knows how many goals he has scored compared to others. To create an account requires a ledger. A ledger contains the accounts that are open to review. To be accountable the man must deposit value into the account so that he can be held to account. It is said that women are born with value, but men must create value. To create value in an accountable way, he must have an account. To make himself accountable the male must create value that will register on his account. In sports men create value by scoring goals, in business he creates income. There are many other ways success is scored, 
but men have no universal scorecard, no ledger with accounts for all men. Exchanges are cash-based economies designed to make men accountable in a universal way. Another way of seeing exchanges is to consider them a system of accounts or a ledger. To set up an exchange, assets are deposited with the exchange. These assets might be cash or kind. Deposits can be anything of any value that serves as capital. Thus a few dollars can be deposited or an entire business. The deposit is monetized by converting the value of the asset into equity. Equity is converted into preferred shares. These preferred shares are recorded in the member's account as preferrs. These are units of account. They exist only as numbers expressing value. Without accounting men cannot be held accountable for what they do. This actually disturbs men. The inability to be held accountable is at minimum a serious problem for anyone who seeks accountability. But the problem does not rise to the level of evil. Without a system of accountability, we do create costs that we do not pay, but this lack of accountability does not mean we are all evil because of this. If for no other reason than there is no method of determining what the cost is of what we are doing, we cannot be doing evil. We pointed out that accountability requires other people to hold us accountable. This system of accountability is what is referred to as a market. Other people determine what the cost is. We do not define our own costs. This is why a market is so important for accountability. If any of this is true mankind faces a dilemma in terms of the conventional analysis of evil. If mankind is capable of empathy and logic, and if these two possibilities are not compatible, either there is no evil and no good, or there are two kinds of people. We can feel about things as we choose and decide for ourselves what is value, or there are two distinct ways of thinking. The only logical way to divide the two groups is according to their sexual identity. From an emotional perspective it seems the compassionate thing to do is to accept women are governed by empathy and men by logic. Logically, it makes sense to understand that men work from the position of accountability whereas women would be able to perform their role better from an emotional framework. If this framework makes sense then we must assume men and women are judged differently. In the fall men were condemned to work and women to suffer. The nature of evil would then be different for men and women. Men are evil when they forego logic for emotion. Women's evil is tied up with a rejection of emotion as their guiding principle. Evil is treading on the other sex's area of responsibility.